Hey. <laughs> Sorry. Sometimes I feel like we're on the phone, you know, and I just want to say hi. Hello. Funny thing about saying hi. Um, my husband very, very uh, fondly and conspicuously recalls that the first time we met, the initial thing that attracted him to me was that when I introduced myself, I went, hey. And so I think that's why I keep opening these episodes that way. It's because I'm trying to get you all to marry me. <laughs> anyway, welcome back to Monocycle, a 10-minute podcast by Man Repeller with your host, me, Leandra Medine, brought to you by Man Repeller with your host, me, Leonarda Madanda. I'm just kidding, that's not my name. However, if I'm being really honest, it's technically and legally Leandra, middle name Medine, last name Cohen, because I took my husband's last name. And if you're wondering about why I did that, during our first year of marriage, he kept asking me to, and I figured that it meant more to him for me to take it than it did for me to keep my old last name. Initially, when I was going to keep my last name, the conversation was very much like, why would I abandon a legacy that I haven't been able to, like, properly build yet? But I've actually been thinking a lot about the fact that I'm so comfortable calling myself Leandra Cohen to the point that I actually changed my personal Instagram name to Leandra Cohen to reflect this new version of me because I really am gung-ho on this theory that through the course of our respective existences as individuals on Earth, we live multiple lifespans. And there are certain benchmarks that demarcate those uh, partitions. I guess right now is not the best time for me to share a Groucho Marx quote that I can't forget, which is um, that your 30s are the teenage years of middle age. <laughs> That's good. I'm going to save that one for my 30th birthday. You're welcome that I just shared it now if you're turning 30 this year. By the way, it's my 27th birthday on December 20th. So if you want to send me anything, I wear a size 6 shoe, and I like Celine a lot. So anyway, let's go back to this name thing. Initially, I didn't change my name because I think I felt like I had to keep my old name in order to feel like a strong and powerful woman, which I realize now is very small and reductive. Um, there was definitely an element of my still feeling a bit of separation anxiety from my own family. Like I still, I still very much felt like my mom and my dad and my three brothers were the, the foundation of my family and I wanted to have the same last name as them. Whereas this man who I was marrying, while I conceivably loved him as much as you could love someone in the first year of your marriage, which we can talk about another time, um, wasn't quite family yet. And see, that's, that's an interesting thing about marriage, right, that a lot of people don't really bring up, is for the first year that you're married, you're, like, given off to this other person and expected to assume whatever building you did with your previous family in the years that predated your marriage. And nobody talks about how weird that is. It's like, ultimately, for as long as you were together, you're living with this stranger and you're, like, paying taxes together and making all these decisions together but like you don't know he's not your mom or your dad or your brothers he's just this guy you met at a loft party who told you he liked your costume but so anyway 
I think I wanted to keep my name because I di- I just still felt like a Medine. I felt like it was number one really disrespectful to abandon that legacy because my parents were the people who brought me to this earth, and number two unfair to myself because that was the name that I had assumed and like. Why does this guy, who I've only been married to for X amount of months, get to get to give his name to me and have that feed into my legacy, right? I mean, that slowly changed, and when it did change, it really changed. And I think there's something really compelling and sweet and authentic about the fact that three years into marriage, I feel much more like a Cohen than I do like a Medine. And that's not to say that I love my parents any less or that I respect them less or that I feel any less kindred with my brothers, but I guess I'm really leaning into my life as a, a married woman. And then I guess, of course, there are the feminist implications. One of the reasons I don't really think this is a feminist issue is because now when you consider same-sex marriage and the notion of maintaining one last name between a couple what's the difference between a man taking another man's last name and a woman taking another woman's last name right it's sort of just something you do to unify yourself as a family though from my understanding this seems to be a bit more of an american phenomenon or maybe a western phenomenon than any other when i was in south korea recently i was um being taken around by a very very lovely and generous man named mo and he was married to a woman who owned a really cool fashion store and he was telling me how people they had just gotten married like six months earlier and he was telling me how people in Korea don't really take each other's names and how that's a much more American thing and you can do it if you want to but no one really does it unless they want to and I was like oh that's so interesting because that is so not the way the conversation sounds in the United States I didn't take my husband's last name because I didn't feel like it was appropriate yet. And then when I did feel like it was appropriate, I was very excited to take it. And and uh, the implications of what it means as a woman to take your husband's last name and whether it makes you any better or worse a feminist. Which reminds me of a conversation that we had internally at Man Repeller about waxing last year when we were talking about removing bodily hair and how it's sort of like the ultimate anti-feminist movement to to wax your bikini line if the bikini hair doesn't bother you but if you're doing it because you genuinely prefer how you look without the hair there then finish done whatever it doesn't matter right but Amelia at that point made the point that it does it also doesn't make you less of a feminist to do something because you know that your husband's gonna like it what's so bad about doing something nice for someone that you love right when did that become a beacon of anti-feminism so I think that somewhere along the way for sure the definition of feminism got lost but even beyond that some of like the basic human obligations that we have as members of relationships and we're all in relationships either with significant others or siblings or our parents or friends the thing about those relationships is that there's a level of accommodation that we have to support and both act in order for those relationships to continue working and so if I'm doing something because I know that it's going to make my husband happy and it doesn't mean all that much to me I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing right and also what's what's the deal with choice right it's like why do you have to decide one thing and keep it at that like i said we we maintain so many different lives 
we're kind of like cats in that way. Maybe that's why we like cats so much on the internet. We're kind of like cats in that we maintain like multiple different lives through the spans of our existence. And at some points you might feel like your maiden name and at some points you might feel like your married name. Why do you have to make this like finite decision in the beginning and then follow that decision through for the rest of your life? Why can't you change your mind a few times? I don't think we have to know. And I think that just the fact that the choice is there is comforting and it's soothing and the fact that these conversations are happening that you can talk through the choice that you can make an intellectual decision based on the name that you want to assume for me that feels like progress for me that's an interesting thing I mean ultimately it all boils back down to personal opinion right this this conversation just comes back to one specific thing and that is do what makes you feel comfortable we live in a world where no decision is irrevocable for better or for worse, that's just the reality. So you, so you try, you test, you trudge along, and if it works, great, and if it doesn't, then you go back to the drawing board and you figure out something else, right? As long as you're happy, and I, again, as long as you're always gonna be about you being happy, that is all I ever want for anyone. So maybe that's the really big interesting takeaway for me here is where I thought that I was exercising my ability to remain Leandra Medine and then taking that back and forward exercising my ability to be Leandra Cohen, what I was really doing was marveling and relishing in the freedom of choice that I'm granted and offered. And I would like that for you. I want you to make choices. I want you to make good choices, like five-star ratings on iTunes, for example. That is a fucking great choice. If you know what I'm saying, and if you know what I'm thinking, which you cannot know what I'm thinking about right now, but I'll just tell you anyway. Someone sent me a box of prenatal biscuits, and with that, I choose to end this episode. Signing off, Leandra Cohen. Medina Cohen. Nah, I'm just going to go with Leandra Medina today, because I can keep saying it.